Money Pit is presented by Jaws, Home Advisor, and Hertz. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now because we are here to help you take on your home improvement project. What are you working on? What do you want to work on? Is there something you want to get done this weekend? Maybe set yourself up for the holidays ahead. Maybe plan some interior improvements so that you're not staring at those plain old walls for another few months of chilly weather. Whatever's on your to-do list, slide it over to ours by calling us right now at one. 888 Money Pit. Coming up on today's show, as daylight saving times rolls to a close, it's a good time to go beyond resetting the clocks and get ready for winter. We're going to explain what else you ought to be changing in just a bit. And also ahead, it's one of the biggest fears a homeowner faces, the telltale ceiling stains that let you know that you've got a leak somewhere, but the trick is determining where that leak is coming from so that you can actually deal with it. We're going to explain the most common causes and the easiest way to stop those leaks. And building a fence is a great way to improve your home's curb appeal, home value, and keep out the wildlife. You know, in my part of the country, it is deer mating season, and they are going nuts. They are running into fences, running through fences, running over fences. So, Did you hear about the deer that ran into the hair salon here in New York, in Long Island? Oh, no. Is that right? But I I am not surprised in the least. (laughs) They're everywhere. Well, it's a big project doing a fence, but is one you can do yourself, so we're going to have the tips that you need to get started. Maybe put a fence around that hair salon. Maybe. Plus, guys, give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. You're going to get the answer to your home improvement or your decor questions and a chance at winning a fantastic set of products to help keep your home clean and green. That's right. We've got the Jaws Ultimate Cleaning Kit going out to one caller drawn at random. It includes a full range of cleaning products for every hard surface in your home. It's worth 44 bucks. It's going to go out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now. We'd love to hear what you're working on. The number is one eight 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 money pit Tommy in Nebraska, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? My question concerns my dryer. I moved into a house that had the washer and dryer already here in my laundry room. And when I was cleaning back behind the dryer, um, the dryer hose is the aluminum type and it's attached with tape, obviously not done correctly. And what I want to know is what would you recommend? Is there a better um, dryer vent hose or a tube of some kind? It's a fairly short distance from the wall to the dryer. If it's uh, the flexible aluminum hose, mm-hmm. then that you, I would probably go ahead and, and put that back in. If it's vinyl, I would not, but you're sure it's aluminum, right? It is. It's like shiny aluminum foil. And that's the one that you want there because that's heat resistant. Oh, you do. Okay. Rather than the white vinyl, it's better than the white vinyl. Right. Because the white vinyl could overheat and potentially cause a fire hazard. So the aluminum one is great because it won't hold on to all of that heat. Now, the question is, where does your dryer hose vent to? Does it go to the outside? Has it been cleaned in a while? You know, these are all maintenance things that you need to be doing for your dryer. Right, Leslie. And that's what I wanted to do because I am so afraid of fire hazards. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so I need to detach it, and it is vented to an outside uh, vent. So what you should do is get a a, a dryer vent cleaning brush. There is uh, one that's available online called the Gardas Lint Eater. 
Leslie and I both have one of these brushes. They're really cool. They're like brushes on the end of fiberglass rods, and you stick them into a drill and just spin them into the vent. Oh, my goodness. And go back and forth and pull them out, and you'd be amazed uh, how much dust comes out of those things. So that's one. I'm sure you could probably find it at a home center and a hardware store as well, but a, a dryer duct cleaning brush is uh, is what you really need for that. Okay, and then when I reattach that hose to the to the vent and then to the dryer, obviously I don't want to use tape, which is what they've used. There's a big bracket that uh, is sort of like a clamp that fits around that, and it goes over the hose, and the so- hose goes over the vent, and then it all sort of screws together. And I'm sure you could also find those at a home center or a hardware store. No, you should definitely not tape it together. I will do that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Brian in Texas who has an air conditioning question. And in Texas, you probably need that. What's going on, Brian? I'm actually looking at purchasing a home. It was built in 1914. It's uh, on the historical list. And I've pretty, already gotten uh, uh, permission to do pretty much whatever I need to to it. But I was trying to find out what would be more efficient, uh, either air, air conditioning units in the walls or would it be better to just open up the walls and put in a uh, central air? Well, from an efficiency perspective, certainly central air conditioning is going to be a lot more efficient than a bunch of uh, window units. Now, when you have a historical home, though, it becomes a little more tricky about how you run the ducts. There is a type of system, though, that's called uh, a high-velocity system, low-volume high-velocity system, and this uses ducts that are about the same diameter as a dryer vent, around three inches or so, and they can run inside wall cavities without necessitating uh, the destruction of tearing the wall apart. So if you hook up with a good HVAC contractor and go through your options, you should be able to figure out a way to get a central air conditioning system in this home with the least amount of disturbance and destruction possible. Yeah, I, it's got the original plaster walls, and I really would hate to lose those. No, I don't think you have to. If it's done correctly and if it's done creatively, there are ways to work with what you have. Okay. Well, I really do appreciate it. I just, I really didn't know what would be the best way to go with it. Uh, I mean, this is my first time dealing with anything historical. I've, I've had other small projects, but this, I, I'm real hesitant on. I've, I've listened to your guys' show for a while, and I really, really do uh, appreciate your advice. And I, I just. I want to say thank you. Well, you're very welcome, Brian. So I, I think you can do this project. Keep in mind that if uh, it becomes more complicated to run the ducts, that could run the costs up. So get some estimates so you know what you're getting involved with. And whatever you do, make sure you get a professional home inspection of this house done before you buy it. A good home inspector will be able to screen out any major problems before uh, you sign on the dotted line, okay? Very well. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Tracy in New York's on the line with a gutter question. How can we help you with this project? I'm thinking about getting gutters uh, put on my house, but I'm not sure what I need to know um, and what I should ask when I have uh, the, the contractors come over um, to do the quote. All right, so you have no gutters right now? That's correct. Okay, so here's a couple of things to think about. First of all, what you want are seamless gutters. So the way they're made is the contractors come out and the gutter material is actually in a sheet stock and it's on, it's on a roll of roll of metal and they run it through a forming machine that actually creates the shape of the gutter. In this way, they can make the gutters the exact length that you need for the different sections of your house. Now, the number of spouts that you put in the gutter is important because you don't have you want to have less than six to eight hundred square feet of roof surface per spout, or the gutters will back up and get overwhelmed. So pay attention to that. Also think about 
where the downspouts come down, you don't want them dumping water right at the corner of the foundation because that will collect there and it can soak in, it can weaken the foundation, it can flood a basement or crawl space. Just generally a bad idea. So you want the downspout to extend at least three to four feet away from the foundation. If you had a water problem, I'd tell you to take it out further. But um, if you don't have a problem, at least three to four feet out. So if you have, you know, one downspout and you have a, if you have one section of gutter and you have a choice as to whether the downspout's on the left and the right, use your head about thinking about that. You know, don't bring it out near a walkway or something like that. Bring it out on the opposite side uh, of the house. Now, the other thing to think about is gutter guards, whether or not you want to put them in or not, because when you get gutters, you're going to get the need to clean those gutters. And there are such a wide variety of gutter guards that are available today. The kind that seem, in my experience, to work the best are those that work on surface tension. So these have sort of a uh, a complete cover to them, and the leaves will wash over them, and the water hangs this cover or maybe goes through some louvered slots and falls into the gutter. So think about that. Check out with the company whether or not they offer a gutter guard option at the time uh, of the installation. And this way you can get it sort of all done at the same time. Uh, And then one other trick of the trade is that before you attach these to the house, do you know if the fascia is wood right now or is it aluminum? What are you going to be attaching it to? Wood, I believe. So this is the perfect time for you to paint it. This is your one and only golden opportunity to put a couple of good coats of exterior paint on that because once that gutter is attached, you're never ever going to take them off or at least not for a heck of a long time. So get a couple of good coats of paint on that fascia now before you put the gutter on so that uh, it's protected. That's great. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Give us a call at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top rated home improvement pros for any home project. Go to homeadvisor.com. Well, just ahead this weekend, we get to set our clocks back one hour, but it's also a good time for some key home safety checks. We'll have those after this. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. 
Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right here at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can find top-rated home service pros and book appointments online, all for free. Hey, if you pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, we'll give you the answer to your home improvement question and also a chance at winning a great prize. We've got the JAWS Ultimate Cleaning Kit. Now, JAWS is a cool product. It stands for the Just Add Water System, and they have a concentrated, streak-free, eco-friendly cleaning product for every job, every room, every nook, and every cranny in your house. Now, all the cleaning products are concentrated, so you just insert a refill pot into the very sturdy Jaws reusable bottles and sprayers, and you are good to go in seconds. I love the fact that all the products are non-toxic. The kit includes two refill pots for each Jaws product. You get the glass cleaner, the daily shower cleaner, the kitchen degreaser, the floor cleaner, the granite and natural stone cleaner, and the Jaws disinfectant cleaner. And if you'd like to pick one up for yourself, you can go to jawscleans.com and use the promo code MONEYPIT for a 25% discount at every purchase. That's promo code MONEYPIT. Rethink the way you clean with Jaws. Just add water system. Charles in Pennsylvania is dealing with a mysterious leak. Tell us about it. Well, I, I have a, well, it's the section of the house that uh, in front of the, the one wall is the garage and behind it is the wall to the house. It's a, a family room and one side going towards the garage, uh, was having seeping water coming in. Uh, I thought it was the uh, roof, but I had the roofer who just put the roof on about 18 months ago come and check it. He can't find anything wrong with it. It stopped. It hasn't done it for a while, but I noticed that as I went into the garage the other day, I saw that some of the drywall started to turn black. So obviously inside the drywall, there's, there's mold. And I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from, number one, so I can fix it. Number two, of course, I've got to fix the issue with the mold. Any, any ideas about where that might be coming from? It's over the garage for the, uh, the garage roof. And is it near where the garage roof intersects with anything else? Is it intersecting with the house? Well, it inters- uh, the garage roof covers this whole section that I'm, I'm actually sitting in that room right now. Uh, and then, then it goes out and connects with a, a sun porch area in the back, uh, but but the, it wasn't coming from that side. It was coming from the inside wall, which seemed weird. Well, here's the thing. You may be getting a leak that's caused by just by rain that blows in with some wind pressure behind it, sort of a directional leak. Mm-hmm. A roofer looking at this, and, of course, you're asking him to, to figure out what's wrong with your roof. And, and, of course, he knows darn well that he put the roof on, and he's not going to be willing to admit very readily that there's anything wrong. But the truth is you may have a leak that's caused by driving rain. And that's why it may not happen all the time. It's pretty common, actually. It usually happens at an intersection point, not in the middle of the shingle, usually at a point where it intersects with something else. When you've got wind-driven rain and your wind is lifting up a shingle and the rain is, you know, falling horizontally because of the wind and getting up and under. Yeah. We we, we had never had this problem. Like I said, the roof is new and it's uh, relatively new, about 18 months old. until about three months ago, of that, you know, 15 months of it, there's never been a, even a sniff of a leak. Well, you know, roofs are always expanding and contracting, and, and, and they can develop these types of leaks. One way to try to diagnose it, if you don't see anything that's visually wrong, is to go up there with a hose and start uh-huh. low and run the water down the down the roof, and again, towards the low side, and then bring it up higher and, and uh-huh. see if you can actually physically make it leak. 
Yeah, and that yeah, will I kind see. of show you the general area. But if you find it, then what you have to do is take the shingles apart there and, and, and re-roof that particular spot. Now, in terms yeah. of the area of the wall where you're seeing these black staining, that may or may not be mold. I mean, when, when drywall gets wet, it does tend to turn dark, and it may not be dark with mold. But what I would do is I would prime it with an oil-based primer. And so I would prime the surface and then put a top coat of paint on it. If you just paint it, the stain will come back through. You must prime it first. Well, I'll give that a shot. I'll give that a shot. All right. I thank you very much. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, this is the weekend when we all gain that extra hour by setting our clocks back. But before you settle in for that long winter's nap, make a few other updates around your house. Well, that's right. It's also the perfect time for smoke detector maintenance. Change the batteries and test for operation. Now, if you'd like to replace your smoke detector, if it's more than five years old, that's a great idea. Pick up the type that are called dual sensors. These work for the slow smoldering fires as well as the flashing, flaming types of fires. And this way you're covered in any event. You also want to check your carbon monoxide detectors. And if you don't already have them, make sure you add at least one near the bedrooms. Now, some heat sources and faulty appliances can generate the silent killer and threaten your family's safety. And what's more, if a carbon monoxide detector sounds an alarm, don't ignore it and don't disable it. Detectors go off for a reason and you need to immediately open the windows, evacuate your family, and call a pro to find the source of the problem. It's amazing how many times we hear of folks that are sickened by carbon monoxide because they didn't smell it. Well, it has no smell. It's not like a smoke detector. It's got no smell. So if it goes off, trust it and get out. All right, now we've got Karen in Tennessee who's got a problem with a bathroom door. Tell us what's going on. The door fell down when we were putting the washer and dryer, and it fell on the knob. It fell off. The hole is way oversized. I put a dowel in there, glued it, drilled a new hole, but that didn't last very long either. How can I get by, or how can I put a knob on that door without buying a new baffle? Okay, so the the hole through which you attach the knob for the bifold door is oversized, correct? Right. Both screws are oversized. All right. So in other words, it's bigger than the screw itself, correct? Yes. Yes. So here's what I would do. Um, I would turn a negative into a positive. Why not? You know, is it big? It's not bigger than the handle, right? No, 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 no. All right. So why not just put a washer on the back of it, on the back of the screw? You're not going to see the back of the door. So just put a washer through the screw and then put the screw in the hole and attach it to the handle. You're done. This way it'll pull it flush. Okay. In other words, put an oversized screw in it that goes all the way through the door. Yeah, not an oversized. Well, it would go all the way through, yes, it would go all the way through the door. But, well, it would be longer. Well, you don't need to be that much longer. A washer is, uh, you know, a sixteenth of an inch thick or less. No, I mean the screw would have to be longer to go through and drill a hole on the other side because it's a hollow door. Okay, but does the screw go through now? Normally when you attach a handle, it goes all the way through. Is, is that not the case? It's just one of those. It doesn't even turn. It's just a right-handle, left-handle type knob that you pull on it to open up the bifold. Okay, so it's just basically screwed right into the door, the face of the door, and it's pulling out, correct? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, so then why, instead of using a wood screw to attach it, why don't you use a machine screw and then put a small uh, nut and washer on the back of it and drill all the way through the door. So measure the thickness of the door, head over to your local hardware store, and have them look for a screw that's long enough with the nut and the washer on the back of it. You won't see the nut and the washer because it's on the inside of the door. Just don't make it any longer than it has to be. Exactly. Fantastic. Why didn't I think of that? And that'll solve it. <laughs> all right. Okay. I went to all that trouble to put a dowel, oversize the hole, put a dowel in there, glue. Well, you know what? You get an A for effort. 
again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this will solve it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement, design, decor, holiday, festivity, whatever it is you are working on at your Money Pit. We're here to lend a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. Well, the only thing tougher than cleaning up after a leak is figuring out where it made its way in in the first place. We're going to explain the most common causes that you haven't thought of yet after this. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We're here standing by to help you with all of your home improvement questions. And 888-MONEY-PIT is presented by HomeAdvisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. That number again is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Now we're taking a call from Alberta in Arkansas working on a window project. How can we help you with that? Yeah, I've got uh, uh, vinyl windows that are the drop-down so you can clean them, and uh, um, they're real stiff. They're hard to open and close. I was wondering if there's anything I can do to make them easier. Have you uh, tried to use any lithium grease on them? I haven't used anything, no. So what you might want to do is there's different types of lubricants that are available. You know, WD-40 probably is one of the most famous ones. Yeah. But you can also buy in a spray can uh, lithium, and it it has a tube that comes out of the top of the, the of the spray nozzle. You can get it right into the area along the jams between the operating sash and the jam of the window. 
and kind of spray it up and down. If you overspray a little bit, you can go wipe it down, and that will lubricate that jam and reduce the friction. Is the lithium better than the WD-40? It tends to stick around a little bit longer. It's a little thicker. Okay. In a pinch, you can use WD, but you may have to do it again. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, it's one of the biggest fears a homeowner faces, the telltale ceiling stains that let you know you've got a leak somewhere. It's very common when you've got vinyl siding. Now, the trick is determining where exactly that leak is coming from. First of all, let's talk about why vinyl siding is so leaky. It's actually not a watertight covering. The material is going to expand and contract, and wind-driven water can be forced into these gaps around the unsealed windows and the door trim, as well as into the overlapping ends of those siding pieces. So you've got a lot of places that water could get in. Yeah, but before we blame the siding, though, we need to rule out the other probable sources. First of all, let's talk about plumbing leaks. If there's a plumbing source above the leak, like a bathroom or a laundry room, you got to consider it. You're going to want to check the flooring in that room as well as any fixtures to see if there's an active leak. Also, think about windows. You want to check any windows on the floor above. Take a look at the wood that's around that windowsill in particular, because a lot of times water will get in there. Sometimes the weep holes are, are clogged in the storm windows, and then that will leak down through the wall and end up, say, on the ceiling of the floor below. And finally, of course, roof leaks. That would be the most common if the watermarks are on the ceiling on a second floor. And they often happen where things come through the roofs, like pipes over bathrooms, for example, or where roofs intersects, like uh, a valley where two angles of roof come together. So you got to pretty much check those first. Now, once you've ruled out all of those possibilities, there really is only one remaining culprit, and that's a leak in your home's vinyl siding. Now, most of the time, you're going to be finding these leaks around windows and doors, so you want to use a caulking gun to apply a continuous bead of silicone sealant along those vertical seams between the vinyl J channels and those exterior window casings. Now, a tripolymer silicone sealant is probably going to be your best choice. It's flexible, and it will adhere very well. So what you do is you take that tube and you cut the tip to a 45 degree angle and you use a caulking gun. You want to fill any gaps, force that silicone sealant behind the J channel, but don't caulk along the bottom of the window where those weep holes are there. They're meant to be there for drainage, so don't seal those in. Now, if you really want to try to nail this down further, one other thing you can do to try to find out exactly, say, what side of the window or seam that the leak is happening, you can use a hose, but you've got to be careful what area of the house you're getting wet. So I would take the spray head off the hose because you want it to be pretty gentle where it comes out, and then basically run water down the siding and watch and see if you can kind of make it leak. Sooner or later, it's going to become really obvious, and now you've got a few options as to what to check and how to fix it when you do ultimately find it. James in Ohio is on the line with a heating question. What can we do for you today? Yeah, hi. I was calling in. Um, I have a older home built in 1968, and I was wondering if it'd be easier to install an electric furnace instead of having the baseboard heat, or possibly getting a out one of the outdoor units that mount high on your wall. Do you have natural gas or propane or oil in your area? Um. Maybe natural gas. Yeah, that would be the way to go. I mean, if you're going through trouble of putting a furnace in, I would definitely not put in an electric furnace because that is the most expensive way to provide heat to your house. I would suggest a high-efficiency natural gas furnace. I mean, the the installation expense is going to be similar if you're putting a new furnace in, but the ongoing cost to run it will be a lot lower. Uh, Will I incur more cost for the ductwork? Because I have uh, plaster walls instead of drywall. Well, if you're going to put an electric furnace in, you're going to have to do the ductwork anyway. So the ductwork is there whether or not you use an electric furnace or 
a gas furnace. And it really depends on how creative your HVAC contractor is, but that's a fixed cost. If you're going to go through trouble of, of ducting out your house, which is going to add to its value, I definitely would recommend gas. And typically, the gas companies don't charge to bring gas up to your house, so they'll bring the line up and put a meter in because now you're going to be their customer forever, and they're very happy about that. Okay. Well, I uh, thank you very much. You're welcome, James. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. Well, building a fence is a great way to improve your home's curb appeal, your home value, even keep out the wildlife. It's a big project, but it's definitely one that you can do yourself. We're going to have tips to help you get started in today's Better Get a Truck Tip, presented by Hertz. Live in a body pit. It is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. And if you pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, we'll toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat because we're giving away the JAWS Ultimate Cleaning Kit. JAWS, the Just Add Water System, has a concentrated, streak-free, eco-friendly cleaning product for every job, every room, every nook, and every cranny in your house. Yeah, the best part here, guys, is that all of the cleaning products come concentrated. You just insert a refill pod into the Sturdy Jaws reusable bottles and sprayers, and you're ready to go in seconds. You cannot mess up this mix, guys. Plus, think of all the storage space you're going to save. Plus, think of all the plastics you're going to keep from getting out into the Earth's ecosystem. Everybody's got to do their part, and this really is a great way to do so. Now, the kit includes two refill pods for each of the JAWS product line, including the glass cleaner, daily shower cleaner, kitchen degreaser, floor cleaner, granite and natural stone cleaner. There's a lot of different products, so you're really going to have the right one for the right job. The Ultimate Cleaning Kit retails for $44.99, but right now, Money Pit listeners can save 25% on every purchase at JAWS Cleans. Com. Just use the promo code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's JawsCleans.com. Rethink the way you clean with Jaws, the Just Add Water system. Pam in Florida has a porch question. How can we help you today? Uh, we live on the water, and in Florida, there's a lot of wind on the water. We're close to the Gulf of Mexico, and we have a screen porch with aluminum railings, and the wind keeps blowing the screen sections out. We've tried all different types of screens and double screening them and all different types of splines. And I wondered if you had any better ideas for us. Are we talking about on doors or windows? We're talking about uh, screen sections on a screen porch. Screen porch. Okay. And so how big are these sections? Uh, Probably four by six. Pretty big. Are you using vinyl screening or using metal screening? Vinyl. Yeah, I think that's the issue. The vinyl screening is pretty soft and pretty flexible, not very sturdy. I, I think you're going to need to use a heavier gauge screening in order to make this more permanent. And you're also going to need to consider not only the attachment points, I'm not quite sure how you're doing that, but it's got to be super secure. 
And you might want to add grills to divide that up into a bit smaller space. Uh, it could be a thin grill, but it could, but a, but a grill would give it some additional strength. So I think you're going to need to use much heavier screening, and and not vinyl screening, okay? Because I think putting on a double layer of uh, of the of the vinyl is going to really not you know get you where you need to be. It really should be heavy metal screening when it's that when it's a four by six foot area. Right. Do you know if metal screening comes in a fine enough mesh to keep no CMs out? Oh, yeah. It comes in different mesh densities and different gauge metals. You just got to find a good source of supply down there for it. Thank you very much. Appreciate the help. You're very welcome. Well, building a fence is a great way to improve your home's curb appeal, your home's value, and keep out the wildlife. I got to tell you, Leslie, it is a deer mating season here in, around <laughs> our area. These deer are going a little crazy. They are jumping around fences, through fences, over fences, and into fences. And there's a lot of fence damage to be fixed. And a lot of folks that don't have fences want to get fences to try to keep the deer out. And if it's a project you want to do yourself, you can. We're going to give you some tips to help you get started in today's Better Get a Truck tip presented by Hertz. Yeah, first of all, guys, you've got to plan for your fence project very carefully because there's nothing worse than an ongoing neighborhood feud begun by a fence that's built on the wrong side of a property line. So you need to know exactly where your lines are drawn and give your neighbor a heads up to avoid any hard feelings. You know, nobody wants to be like, gosh, why'd they put up the fence? So maybe they don't like us. Well, it's not that they don't like you. They just want a little bit of privacy. But if you give a heads up, no hard feelings to anybody. And you need to make sure that you're making legal. Now, not all fencing requires permits, but it is worth checking with your local officials just to be sure. Some towns are going to have stricter guidelines for fence height, material selection, picket spacing, post hole footings, the whole work. Some might even have a minimum setback distance from the sidewalk or street. So you have to know the rules for where you live. It's a good place to start. Just pop into the building department in your town and find out exactly what you need to do to do it right. Now, next, you want to think about your materials. Fencing comes in, obviously, a wide range of those materials. You can have natural wood, pressure-treated woods, composites, vinyl, metal. And you also need to think about the upkeep that's required by your fence because that's going to determine you know, also what materials you choose. If you go with natural wood, that's got the biggest ongoing demands. It's going to require repainting or refinishing every few years. But whatever you choose, you're also going to need to get it to your home. Fortunately, Hertz has great selections of trucks and vans that can help with that project. Now, to make sure the fence lasts, it is super important to set those fence posts properly. Now, you can use concrete. That's a great way to dig a post and have it locked in place for as long as you need it. But if you don't have concrete, there's another way to do it. You can basically dig out the hole and fill it with gravel. If you pack it in really well, it will be just as strong as if it was solid concrete. Yeah, one last tip here, guys. You've got to remember the good side of the fence has got to face out. Now, fencing like board on board is designed to look equally great on both sides, but stockade fencing has only one finished side. And if that's the kind of fence you choose, remember that most building codes require that you have to put the good side of the fence facing out towards your neighbor. And that's today's Better Get a Truck tip presented by Hertz. For any home project, store pickup, or move that needs more than your car can handle, remember HDTV. Hertz does trucks and vans. Book now at Hertz.com.
Remember, you can reach us anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you ready to hire a pro to get your project done, but you're wondering if the pro is licensed, and what exactly does that mean? What kind of licenses are required for contractors? We're going to shed some light on that topic after this. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this fine weekend? If it's your house, you are in exactly the right place. Pick up the phone, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, pick up the phone, give us a call. But remember, you can always post your questions on MoneyPit.com in the community section or even on MoneyPit's Facebook page. I've got one here from Ryan. Now, Ryan writes, before I hire him, I want to make sure my prospective contractor carries proper insurance and licenses. Should he have a card that states that he's licensed and has liability and workman's compensation? I assume that a license would be obvious with the state's information on it, but the insurance aspect makes me wonder. Those are some very, very good questions, Ryan, because, you know, I've heard a lot where folks say, yeah, I'm licensed. What does that mean? You got a driver's license? You know, I mean, it's kind of a wonky thing to try to nail down, especially with some of these contractors. So there are some key questions to ask before letting them and their team onto your property and into your home. Now, remember that the license requirements are going to vary by state, by county, and sometimes even by municipality. So you want to start with your local building department and find out which licenses contractors working in your town are required to have. And more importantly, which ones they're required to verify. In many cases, they're going to carry a card that documents their license, which is similar to a driver's license, but you need to make sure they prove it. And one area that's super important for that is their insurance. Now, contractors should have liability insurance and workman's comp insurance, and both of which should be stated on that declarations page that they're going to give you. And you do want to ask for that deck page because here's the thing. We have heard of contractors that get insurance at the beginning of the year, promptly drop it to save money, but keep that declarations page and are happy to show it to you, you know, every step of the way. If there's any question, just get an updated deck page that's dated recently to make sure that that contractor is in fact insured. Because if he's not insured and somebody gets hurt on your property, it's going to be your problem to deal with. More importantly, your homeowner's insurance problem to deal with, but you just don't want to go there. So you need to verify that the insurance actually exists as well as the license. All right. That's a good point. Next up, we've got a post here from Kate. Now, Kate writes, I was excited to build some bookshelves for my daughter's room, but the step-by-step directions I found say that I need a power tool called a router. This sounds serious. I don't know exactly what that is and why I should be using one. Can you help? Well, you know, Leslie, a router is one of those tools that, that people don't use that frequently. It's certainly the basic DIYers. It's kind of like an advanced tool, right? But it's, but you've seen what a router can do. If you've ever seen a piece of wood that's got a rounded edge or a fancy edge on it that looks like it's molding, that's what a router does. There's a wonderful mm-hmm. little blade that spins around very, very quickly, and it will carve into those edges that very pattern. So if you're using it for bookshelves, for example, you would you could round off all of the seams with that on the edges of the boards and make them less kind of splintery. There's also a way to use a router to kind of like sort of create grooves in the wood where the wood might accept two pieces that are sort of joined at a 90 degree angle. That uh, type of a joint makes the bookcase, in your case, much sturdier. 
Um, some of those designs, I think one of them is called an OG, right? That's the oh, the one. OG edge is like the most fancy edge when you go right. look at granite, super, and it's the most edge. expensive. Of course it is, but I mean, with wood and a, and, a, and a router, you could do it. It's not a very expensive tool, by the way. You can buy one for probably less than 50 bucks. It does require a bit of practice because yeah. there is some power to it. Even though it's small, it's very mighty, and you have to learn how to control it. So if it's something that you're going to pick up, I would say before using it on the pieces of wood that came with the bookshelf, Pick up a scrap piece, try all the different edges, practice with it until you get it just right, and then hit the real project. I think it makes more sawdust than any other tool in my shop, too. (laughs) (laughs) Chips are flying everywhere. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thank you so much for spending this final daylight savings weekend with us. We hope we've given you some great ideas on projects that you can take on to help you get through the long winter ahead. But remember, we are here 24-7 to take those calls. You can call us at 888-MONEYPIT anytime or post your questions to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash themoneypit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 